Hi, everyone. You're listening to Who I Met Today, and I'm your host, Pam Lamp. I'm all about doing one tiny new thing every single day. And on this podcast, I invite you to come along with me and discover something new through conversations with people from all walks of life. I hope you enjoy listening to these interviews and exploring new territory with me. For more people stories and episodes, please visit my website, whoimettoday.com. My guest today is Barb Heilman, the co-founder of Unbuckle Me. If you've ever wrestled a child out of a car seat, you know that red button is very hard to press. And because of arthritis, Barb couldn't do it. So this grandmother got busy and creative and solved the problem. Hi, Barb. How are you today? Pam, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. Barb, yours is a great story. You had a problem, you've solved the problem, and you helped all kinds of other people in the process. So can you back up a little bit and tell everyone how Unbuckle Me came to be? Well, I'll tell you what, I wasn't really planned, but however, the situation occurred that my daughter, she had just moved from New York and she moved like about two blocks down the street. I was so excited. Next thing, of course, she's pregnant. She has a baby and she has no idea what she's going to do for child care. And I said, well, you know, I, I had really slowed down with my job. And I said, let me take her a day or two. I think I can do that. And so I started taking care of her baby. And then as the baby got older, I said, I got to get a car seat. We got to start going to the park and doing things. And turns out that in shopping for these car seats, I couldn't push that red button on the car seat. It's a five point harness. It's a red button and it takes so much pressure. I couldn't open the car seat. So I thought, well, okay, I can't take her out of the house. This isn't <laughs> going to work. Um, we even called the makers of the people that or whatever that make that uh, button, that car seat button. And it's different from car seats. So it doesn't matter what car seat it is. They all buy from the same place that makes this. It's called Emmy. They all make this buckle. And it's made to be nine pounds of pressure to release for safety, for so the child doesn't get out while the car's moving. Makes sense. It's a great idea. But it's difficult for a lot of people. I have a granddaughter now, and so I'm using car seats, and they are very, very hard to open. When we had kids, were they that tough to open, or have car seats come along? I am pretty sure they were not. Okay. However, I can't say for sure. I didn't ask that question as to whether this is a new stipulation. It probably is, you know, because safety has become more and more They've been more and more concentrating on safety. And I don't remember them being very difficult. Of course, I didn't have the problem with my hand when I was younger because the problem I have is a little bit of arthritis in my, it's called the CMC joint, the carpal metacarpal joint. And it's the joint between, you know, one of the carpal bones in the wrist and then that long metacarpal bone coming up from the thumb. So it really is kind of in the wrist. And in women after about 60, Part of it's hormonal. Part of it is that women have more lax ligaments than men. Men have this too, but it is predominantly women. But about 30% of women over 60 have this problem in the CMC joint. Which makes it hard to press down on that car seat button. Well, it makes it hard to press down enough to open it, or it just hurts when they press. And another interesting fact, which I found out diving into this more deeply, a pound of pressure with the tip of your thumb pushing down generates 12 pounds of pressure at the CMC joint. So if you're doing this four times a day, I mean, if it hurts, you're stressing that joint and making it worse. 
And so I think this should be used for prevention. But, you know, for people that if it's hard, don't force yourself because you're kind of destroying that joint every time you do it. So what did you do when you couldn't find a car seat that you could open and you couldn't take your little granddaughter anywhere? What did you do? Well, I have a background in occupational therapy and we adapt equipment for people with disabilities. I did a lot with quadriplegics. I adapted cameras and, you know, eating utensils. And I thought, well, I got to do something now for my problem. This is a no brainer. I got to figure this out and I'm going to. So I thought about it. I thought about some of the things I've done in the past. And I mean, leverage came to mind. This little device, I used some material I had in the garage. It's called orthoplast. It's a splint material. Why did you have this material in your garage? Oh, well, because I'm a therapist and I did some uh, medical mission trips in the past. I went to Guatemala and Nicaragua with some surgeons and we did some work with patients and I made post-operative splints for the people. And this had been donated by the company, J&J Makes Orthoplast. They donated this material to me to take with me on these trips. So I had it in my garage. I had some left. And I've actually used it for a lot of things around the house. It's great material. You heat it up in a pan and then like it'll stretch. It'll stick to itself. It'll mold however you want it. So you brought the material inside and started heating it up to make the device that you ultimately came up with? Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I did. And I just molded it into like a C-shaped device, put a little peg in it, and then you slip it over the buckle and you push the far end and that gives you leverage. So it reduced the nine pounds to about three to four pounds was all that was needed then to open the buckle. Now, how did you know what kind of a design to make? Well, I didn't. (laughs) I have a lot of different prototypes that I made. It was trial and error. That was all. It was just trial and error. I knew it had to be leveraged. So I had to figure a way to make a device that would lend itself to that and have the, you know, the angles in the right place and so on. And I just played around with it. It was trial and error, really. How many did you make before you hit on the game-changing device? Well, I had the general idea, but then there were little aspects to it, like how long should the lever be? How high up should it be? Does it need to come from a distance? All these kind of specific questions. We actually took it. I was doing this. My daughter was one that encouraged me to do this, you know, for people other than myself, when she saw it. But we actually went up to the physics lab at her high school and we had him test it in all different positions. And I asked him various questions like, well, does it matter if it's here or here? And so I got some help that way, but I just made it as simple as I could. And I needed to, I realized I needed to make it work for all car seats. They're not all exactly the same distance as far as sliding it on. Some are thicker than others, some are thinner. But yeah, I don't know. I probably, okay, I probably made about 50 (laughs) different prototypes, just all variations kind of on the same theme. And how did you know when you had it? Uh, Well, it worked. I obviously have the problem. I'm the test person. It worked. My goal was to make it as effortless as possible. I didn't want it to just work. I wanted it to work for the most disabled people that would be. I wanted it to just be the easiest thing ever. I kind of had even had quadriplegics in mind, you know, because I've worked with those people and they drive their car and they drive. I mean, they should be able to have a device to be able to do this. And we have a couple of them that are doing it, are using it. Well, mission accomplished and works on the lever principle. Yes. So after you had the prototype, I believe you and your daughter went to a baby convention. 
Yes, we did. We found this. It's called All Baby and Child. It's a juvenile product convention in Las Vegas. They have it every year. But there's a section of it that's called the Invention Connection, where you can come if you're not selling in the market and you just have a prototype. So anyway, we go to this convention and we filed for a patent before we went. And then we show people different manufacturers will come up, various people will come by and look at it and give us feedback. And we were so excited that everyone went, oh, yes, that dreaded red button, hate it. You know? So we got a lot of positive feedback. It was very good. And that made us decide that, oh, you know, we might have something here. We've, I think we're going to pursue this. Did you have the name Unbuckle Me at that point? I think we did. I think we did. Yeah, that was kind of a family thing tossed around. And I think that was my younger daughter who was very into keywords. And she said, well, you know, people have to find it. Use a keyword like unbuckle. <laughs> uh, I like that. And so you you actually went with this plaster of Paris looking mm-hmm. contraption yeah, totally. to the convention and yes. got all kinds of good feedback. Yes, definitely. It, but it worked fine. It worked really fine. So what happened then? You came home and hit the ground running? Well, I'll tell you, we met a lot of people there. We met a manufacturer there. We met people that could do CAD drawings, which was the next step. We had to have a 3D print, and then it was going to be injection molded. So then we had to come up with the money for the injection mold after we had the, the CAD drawing. So we went out and did a Kickstarter, and we were successful. That was a whole other adventure that was <laughs> nerve-wracking. It's an all or nothing. You either, you know, either make it, get your money or, or you get nothing. So, and we did. Barb, let me ask you, did you know anything about CAD drawings and 3D printers and Kickstarter campaigns? Nothing, nothing, nothing. But, you know, I mean, I think my daughter did. After all, I mean, you know, I'm a grandma. <laughs> what do I know about that kind of stuff? But it's fun to learn. You oh, it's learned. so fun. It's so fun. I, I know so little about business and I've learned so much about business. And it's just a whole nother area. And business is so exciting right now because of the computer and the internet. And yeah, I've just, I've learned a lot. So what were your roles? How did you and your daughter, Becca, divide up the roles of the company? Well, we really just worked together. In the beginning, we met a lot and talked about things. And we did a lot of trade shows in the very beginning. We met, you know, Walmart and Nordstrom and all of these buyers at this convention, this ABC convention. We met the following year. We've gone like, we went four years in a row to this convention and we met these buyers. These buyers go to these this convention to try to find new products. That's how we got into a lot of these stores. She's certainly doing all, she's doing all the tech stuff. I'm just not. She's so quick. Even if I could do it, she's so quick. She's much quicker. So she's doing the marketing. And, you know, by the time I got done with my part, which was really the invention. Which she, is a big part. A she's very big part. Over. Well, it did start it out. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> no, you have. If it weren't for you, it would not be up and running. Okay. I know a lot of the people listening have seen you on Shark Tank. Because your Shark Tank episode has been broadcast over and over. At what point did you apply to Shark Tank or did they come looking for you? I'm not sure how that works. Shark Tank has, or it did before the pandemic, and I don't know if they're still doing it. They had open calls in big cities. So there was an open call where you can just, anybody can come. 
We went to New York because my daughter has a family in New York. We stayed there with the family. We were up at 5 a.m. in line waiting with all of these other crazy people <laughs> waiting. And then finally get our chance to go in and do our pitch very quickly. Do a pitch, show my product. And these are not the sharks. These are producers of the show. This is a TV show. You just got to keep remembering this is a TV show. And this is just you and your daughter and the product. No other props or... Oh, no, no. No other props. Hmm. Okay. So you pitch. We did that in New York and we pitched. And then you wait and you wait. You know, nothing. We didn't get anything. So then it was like, okay, well, that's not going to work. We were like, well, then we had kind of given up on that. And then I heard that they were coming to Dallas. You know, there was another open call in Dallas. And I said, back, you know, Dallas, not that far. She goes, oh, no, it's not. It's not. Come on, it's in Dallas. Let's go do it. I just wanted to go do it for fun. We did it did the same pitch, same thing at five in the morning. And then we got a callback. And so that was the one. I mean, we were much in a better place by then. We had sold, you know, we had our, our patent had issued and we were in a better spot. But they still keep you hanging with, you know, phone calls and you have to fill out a lot of answers and papers. And we weren't sure. But eventually, anyway, that was the one that did it. And eventually they said, well, started asking more questions like, we'd like to bring you out and not do a taping if you're interested, you don't want to do that. Well, when they bring you out to do a taping... You to California? Of, yes, to the Sony Studios out there. And you you kind of think, well, this is it, you know? They still keep you hanging, like, okay, well, thank you. That's very nice, you know? And you just don't know. And, and this was in 2019, is that correct? We went in September of 2019. And did you take your ice cream stand with you? Yes. So they're very nice about what, you know, how they help you. They said, look, do a skit, come up with a skit. We had this little idea of me taking her to get ice cream and kind of getting stuck and can't get her out. The granddaughter. Yes. Which okay. actually did happen one time. So it wasn't <sighs> hard to come up with that little idea. So yes, the props. It's funny. I, <laughs> as far as props, I had a a third row of my van up in the attic that I'd taken out that I never used. And so they said, anything you want to send out here, we'll pay for you to send it out. I sent that thing out. Oh, wow. Of my van that had been up in the attic. And then I, we sent the ice cream stand. So did you build the ice cream stand? No, we found it online and we thought it was adorable. We ordered it and then they had to send it out there. So okay. when we got there, we just flew out there. When we got there, all of the props were out. They had them arranged. Everything was ready for us. But we had sent them the script. And they played with that a little bit. They're like, oh, well, you know, you have a doll. We really think it'd be nice if you'd bring your daughter. And we're, we're like, well, no, you know, she's only three. I don't really think that would. And they were like, well, we really think it would be nice if you would have your daughter. And then we said, Okay. And then if she would say a line, that would be really great. Oh. <laughs> like, okay, that's asking a lot of a three-year-old. How nervous can we be, you know? And <laughs> I mean, we just felt like we didn't know if we were going to even get to go out there. And this was all beforehand. So we were like trying to please them so we could go. And so, yeah, we said, okay. So she actually had a line, you know, she said, unbuckle me, unbuckle me. And she did perfect. She did absolutely perfect. She, she was out great. She said, Hi, sharks. She was so cute. 
It was so cute. And I will put the link to the show in the show notes so listeners can find it. So you had to be extremely nervous, even though they had the script. So they knew what numbers were coming and what sales and profits and that sort of thing you had. Well, you know, the sharks don't. The sharks have not seen anybody that walks on that show. Got it. You do 26 pages of paperwork in the process before you ever get there. And if you have met those sharks at any time in your life, you cannot be on the show. They do not know who anybody is that walks out on that stage. They don't know anything about you. They haven't heard a single thing, not one thing. Interesting. It's a TV show. That's how it works. Did they do your hair and makeup? Yes. Oh, it was so fun. You looked great. We had a trailer on the grounds with Unbuckle Me on it. Really? We had in, and then they came and got us and put us in another trailer and had us do our hair and makeup. I was like, whoa. <laughs> it was so fun. It really was. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> well, they loved you. They gushed over you. In fact, I remember Mark Cuban saying one or two or three times, I love these guys. I love these guys. They all loved you. All four of the sharks made you an offer. How did you feel? Did you feel like our product (laughs) is going to be a winner? I mean, we're just so excited. I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. Um, It was wonderful. It was just amazing. I mean, the combination of nerves and then excitement. I told my daughter, I said, when it comes to the back and forth with the money, it's all about you. I'm not doing it because I just wouldn't have been able to. (laughs) So she ended up doing most of that. And then we kind of looked at each other at the end and we just kind of, we both thought, okay, you know, Mark and Lori, yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. And even Kevin O'Leary, who is pretty stern with everyone, was Mm -hmm. gushing over you. At the end, he came around, which was pretty fun, you know, because he's usually never kind of wrong, but... He did say, oh, I thought this was kind of silly, but now I see. (laughs) So that was in September of 2019. Mm -hmm. And I read on your website that the deal, you did not end up signing the deal with the Sharks. Even though you had an offer from Mark and Lori that you accepted on the show, you didn't ultimately sign for various reasons. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, there's a lot of due diligence and there's a lot of conversations. We talked to them a few times. They're all very nice. Talked with Lori on the phone. She's wonderful. But I think just back and forth, we kind of came to the conclusion that it just might not be really the best fit. And then there were some untimely patent things that appeared. And it just, we didn't want to wait for the time period it would have taken to have the with patents, you keep reissuing, 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 whatever. It just was going to be a time factor that was going to take longer than we wanted. And we chose to not. And we're really happy now that we didn't because actually the exposure you get on that show is tremendous. I mean, like I say, you know, we've gone to these, met all of these buyers and the fact that you're on Shark Tank helps you get indoors. We really got everything we wanted. You know, we're in all, we're in, you know, Target and Walmart and Walmart ordered our product for 2,600 stores in store. I mean, bye-bye baby. We're going crazy on Amazon. I don't know what more they could have done. And now we have the whole company all hundred percent. So (laughs) we're happy about it. The truth is like about 40% of the 
deals that you see on the show don't close. I don't know. If Interesting. Know that. Yeah. So it's not, not all those deals close. There's a whole lot of due diligence has to happen afterward that, you know, some do, some don't. So, mm-hmm. but we're, it was great. It was a great experience. And they're wonderful. They're all really wonderful. They made us feel great. Now, I know that the Unbuckle Me, the original product that started out as the plaster of Paris type material is now in lots of different colors because when friends have babies, I love to, oh, I usually get them a book and wrap it up and then tie and unbuckle me on top with the ribbon. And that's, I'm always very excited to do that. (laughs) But you have other products now. Well, I'll tell you what, we sell a lot of baby products that we consider to be, that we like. Okay. We buy them wholesale and then resell on our website. So they're not our products. They're, they're not products. your products. They're not products. We are coming out though with a new product that will be our product. And that's going to be our, our kind of our brand that we work with is car seat safety. My daughter went ahead and got her license or whatever as a certified as a car seat technician. And we are trying to work really closely with car seats and safety. We consider our product to be a safety product. So we're coming out with a, it's kind of like a, cards in a binder, you know, for an activity to do in the car seat. And it's in a book, it's called the tote book. And it's got activities, you know, like the maze and how to draw this and can you find this and what's, and it's all for kids in the car seat. It's not, you know, no screen time. That's a substitute for screen time. Wonderful. And it's a dry erase. It's a dry erase. It's got a little eraser and it's got two markers and the markers, the thing about it is that they're on tethers. And then the cap is locked in to the bottom of the little tote book so that when you take out the marker, you can't drop it in the car, whereas mom's driving and, oh, you know, you drop the marker because there aren't others. And then you have to put it back in this thing, in this where the cap that's attached so that it won't dry out. And there's three different themes of the books. There's like under the sea, there's princesses, and then there's, shoot, what's the other one? Princesses under the sea. I know there's a third one kind of trying to make it like male, female, generic. And then maybe there will be more in the future because you can take them out and insert the new one. So you can buy new ones. Well, I will be buying one. Well, thank for sure. you. Well, thank yeah. you. Because I'll, be one of, have... I'll be one of your first customers. Oh, well, thank you. Barb, did you ever think when you started experimenting in your kitchen a few years ago, did you ever think how this would turn into such a wonderful chapter of your life? Absolutely not. I simply was solving a problem for myself. I wanted to get this child. I wanted to be able to do the car seat. That was all. That was all it was. And I was really using it. And it was my daughter that said, Mom, you know, this. there's got to be other people that need this. And I'm thinking, even within the, the disability area, which is where my mind went, you know, it's, yes, there's a lot of grandmas. And a lot of grandmas are taking care of babies now. And a lot of grandmas have this problem. But what I think really did it for us was that there's two other markets that I was not thinking about at all. And that is the long fingernails. You've got all these women now with these long fingernails and they break them. Every time they try to open that car seat, they break their nails. So they're buying it. And then now the other one is the parents and the moms with the three kids. And they got the third kid in the way back. And the mom literally, like at drop-off line at school, has to crawl back over two rows and call back there and let the kid out for the carpool. Whereas now with our product, they can keep it up front. They pass it back to the child. Child gets himself out. And the carpool line moves on. I mean, like in September or August, 
back to school season, that is our biggest season right now. And of course, that spreads the word too, because people in carpool, oh, how are you doing that? I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, the kids are using it. I mean, age three and four and five-year-olds are able to do it because the force has been reduced so much. So it's important that it's not kept by the child to make sure they don't get out at the wrong time. Right. Right. It doesn't attach. I can't think of anything better than working with your daughter also. What a gift. What a gift that is. You're right. That's a gift. I'm so fortunate. It's been so fun. It's been great. Well, Barb, please tell people where they can find Unbuckle Me. I know you've mentioned a couple of places while we were chatting, but where they can find Unbuckle Me, your website, social media. Okay, well, our website is unbuckleme.com. And on our website, if you want to enter the code SAFEKIDS, we will honor 20% off. So that would be the best place for you to buy it. Oh. But we're also selling, we're almost exclusively using Amazon right now. There's a lot of, I could go on and on about Amazon and I don't have time, but Amazon really helps you. If you're a brand registry and you're registered, there's all kinds of benefits. And so we're finding Amazon to be a very the best place to market because it's not as expensive as Facebook ads and all of that, you know, trying to get people to your website. So anyway, no, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on our website. You can get it at target.com, Bye Bye Baby, Walmart. Nordstrom. Nordstrom. Thank you. And finally, it's time for one new thing. Will you share something new, large or small, that you've done or discovered lately? <laughs> you know, I decided that I I have a piano. It's been in my house. I have, it's taking up half of my house. <laughs> I decided to take piano lessons. And I found someone in the area who had just moved. It came through on a Facebook neighborhood thing that, hey, does anyone want to take piano lessons? So actually I'm taking piano lessons. I love that. And and what's kind of really fun is that my daughter is also taking piano and her two daughters who are five and seven. We're all taking piano lessons and they're all coming shortly to my house. Oh, I love that. My house. And then we take turns, you know, so they're here for a couple hours and, but yeah, it's fun. You know, it's hard. It's hard. It's definitely a mental challenging activity. So, Which is exactly what we're supposed to be doing as we grow older, That's challenging right. ourselves. That's so right. good for you. I've always wanted to learn to play the piano. So oh, I, look, I look forward to hearing about your success. Barb, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was fun talking with you. Enjoyed it. Well, that's it for today's show. A huge thank you to Barb for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you did, I hope you'll listen to other episodes and spread the word about this new show. A huge thank you to Brian at Top Tier Audio for his advice and guidance. And thanks to you for tuning in. And remember, I'd love to hear from you if you discover a fun new thing. My email is pam at whoimettoday.com. <laughs>